to, but no, we're not recording. I want to get out of this room. No, it's really hot. We're recording now. It's gonna get hot. We're recording now. Cool. This is hysterical history. Oh wow, we're not dead. Oh my gosh. You thought we were history, but we're not. <laughs> Funny joke. It's gonna be really weird if you're binge reading, watching, listening, listening <laughs> feeling, <laughs> judging, <laughs> sensing. Emotions, attitudes. Um, you should just delete all this. Okay. Um, hysterical history. Welcome. You're just listening in. It's a podcast. What? Mm. <laughs> you, sh- you should get rid of this one too. Oh gosh. We okay. Have, Round three. Welcome to hysterical <laughs> history, a podcast you haven't heard in a while because we had things going on, but now we're back. Unless you're listening to all of them in a row, in which case... There was no pause, there. and we've always been back. It's fake. Which brings us... Time is fake. ...to our topic this week. Wow, look at that. Straight to the straight to the jib. Cut right to the jib. Yeah. Is that a thing people say? Uh, you can like the cut of someone's jib. I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. And speaking of the truth and real... Uh, time's made up. Yeah. Stay woke. Stay woke. So a couple weeks ago, maybe months, maybe years, it was a different world then. Um, I discovered that this timeline has a president that I didn't know about. Yeah. You have a president here that did not exist where I come from. I might have told this story already, but one day I was like mostly asleep in my room and then Haley knocked on my door and like very frantically... And I went and I unlocked it and opened it and, like, didn't... I don't even think I had my glasses on and, uh... You were freshly woken. Yeah. I always wear my glasses all the time. Mm-hmm. And Haley, uh... Haley said, do you know who Chester Arthur is? And I said in my sleepy voice, Chester Allen Arthur was the president of the United States. <laughs> like, I knew his middle name. <laughs> Because of the song I learned at school. Oh, it's, and I had never heard of him. I think, yeah, because this is when I was trying to find, like, Canadian subjects. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was I, like, he might be Canadian? Right. Uh, CanadaHistory.ca backslash explore backslash politics Shout hyphen out. law backslash Arthur dash S dash secret. Oh. Um which is called Arthur's Secret. <gasps> and it starts, Presidents of the United States must be born on U.S. soil, so says the American Constitution. But evidence suggests that Chester Arthur, the 21st president, was born in foreign land. Canada, perhaps? Shh, don't tell the Americans. Mm-hmm. And I laughed because I'm like, you idiots, that's not a real president. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, the first six or seven weren't born in America because we didn't have people old enough to run the country who were born in America. Uh, so I laughed at them, and then I looked it up, and there was suddenly all this information about Chester A. Arthur. I'm like, that's we've that's not true. Right. What? Which is why she woke me up to ask me who he was. I had, yeah, I was very distraught. And she knows that I wasn't just looking him up, clearly, because I was asleep. Yeah. It's scary. So we're going to talk about this mysterious president. Who may or may not be real in your timeline. Yeah, so listen in. Check to make sure. uh, We're going to have a little 
list of various things at the end of this. We have a quiz. So uh, you can tell if you're from this timeline or possibly from another timeline. It's like a pop quiz, except I warned you about it, yeah. so it's just a regular There's quiz. no way to prepare. You just have to come as yourself. Come as you are. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> so Teach me. I don't know anything about him besides that he has weird facial hair and I know yeah. his full name. Because the song yeah. I learned had random facts in it. Mm-hmm. It was like, Andrew Garrett, Garrett Hayes, Garfield, Chester Allen Arthur with my weird facial hair. Yep. <laughs> like he's saying it. You it's look, very strange. You look at pictures of him as like a young younger man before mm-hmm. presidency and his sideburns, his like mutton chops go down to his shoulders. Ugh. It's real bad. It's disgusting. The only reason it's... It's less bad as an adult, but I think just because, like, his jowls are bigger jowls. and he doesn't have as much room for the sideburns. Mm. Like, he's not he's not flaunting it like a young peacock anymore. Right. He doesn't have the time. But uh, first off, allegedly some people claim that his middle name, uh, he, he put the emphasis on the second syllable. Alan. <laughs> Chester Alan. Chester Alan Arthur. Al- Alan Arthur. Stupid. Chester Alan. It's like Governor Morris, how no one knows how to say his name. And someone told, one of the things said it was Governor, and I was like, no. Governor. We're going to call him Governor. Governor. Because this is stupid. So, this guy, Chester Alan Arthur. He sounds like a, like he's in a fantasy novel. Alan. He is. He's not real. He is a fantasy novel. Uh, so this is all, like, the information I can find in this universe. Okay. About him. Yeah, not from yours. Because this, I don't I don't think he's real. <laughs> Sorry. In you my might world. hear noises because I have drinks happening. It's very warm in the room we're in. Very warm. Because it's summertime it's and we don't have air conditioning. It's west facing, so we're getting all the evening sun. Yeah. So allegedly he was the 21st... POTUS, President of the United States. He was an accident. Can I say I hate the word POTUS? Or the, the anagram? Mm-hmm. Acronym? That's what I meant. Anagrams when they're mixed up. I hate SPOTA. <laughs> SPOTA. Oh my gosh. Sorry. POTUS. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm used to it because I watch Veep and I like I like Flotus. I like First Lady. Flotus is of so the beautiful. States. It's beautiful. It's like fluttery and yeah, flowery. Yeah, it sounds like and... Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like flower and lotus combined. It's very pretty. POTUS? POTUS. <laughs> sounds like potato lotus. <laughs> Yum. Which just makes me think of a little cabbage flower. Yeah. My little potato uh, flower. Mon petit chou-fleur. Mon petit chou-fleur. My little cabbage flower. But it's. Interesting, I bring up Veep. It's on my mind because her situation on the show is kind of what happens to Chester. Oh. Uh, so not quite because her POTUS isn't murdered. Sure. Uh, but she just has to become president when she's VP. When she's VP. Right. Which is, when she's the Veep. When she's the Veep. Uh, which is kind of Chester's thing. He's allegedly the 21st president because the president uh, who he was serving as the vice president for was murdered. Right. And I mean, that's what VPs are for. That's kind of your purpose. That's like 90% their job. Yep. And like, you know, the whole thing about like, you know, in Hamilton with Aaron Burr being really mad that he got voted vice president, Mm -hmm. it's because literally that back then it was your only job. Yeah. And he lost his seat in like Congress because of it. Yeah. Just to wait for someone to die. Which uh, Congress is way better. Yeah. As far as like being able to do stuff. Yeah. 
you don't do anything when he was you have vice nothing. president. Nowadays, you do a lot more stuff. You, you know, do. yeah, you do more, but it's still um, kind of a, a joke position. It's it's definitely lesser. Yeah, it's mostly you do a lot of like. Uh, What's the what's the word like PR kind of stuff? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a flow to see position. You go to visit the countries that I'm too busy to go to, yeah. and say hi to them and make sure we're chill. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So uh, his president was James A. Garfield, who I'll never get over this. Looks nothing like the cat. <laughs> not even a bit. He probably doesn't even like lasagna. Probably not. Because we weren't really getting, like, a ton. Well, yeah, we were getting some Italian immigrants at the time. It wasn't, like, the big thing. Right. But we were. But anyway, he was assassinated, like, half a year into his presidency. That sucks. It sucks. Why did he get assassinated? uh, I don't even know. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. It's involved. It's kind of involved. Exciting. Uh, But anyway. Arthur Chester. Allen. Alan. Right. Alan. Alan. Allegedly. Was uh, born, supposedly, in Vermont and grew up in New York. Vermont is basically Canada. Yeah. They touch. It is. They kiss. His father... And no one lives there. We learned this already. We did. No one lives there? It has a really low population. Yeah. Because one time... This is what we did in college. This is how you knew we were really fun. Hell yeah. One time we we were in our dorms and we were looking up the population of states... Like the densities. Yeah. Why? Who can say? We decided that that would be a fun evening. It was like the whole evening. It turned into the whole it evening. It did, because we looked at the population <laughs> density of New Hampshire. And for people who don't live in the States, New Hampshire and Vermont are both like very northeast. Like all, like they touch Canada. And they are like the exact same shape except opposite. It's kind of like, like if... They're next to each right. other. They're just like... They fit together like puzzle pieces. Right, like if you had a, like one state that was a square, and then you kind of like cut it diagonally. Yeah. It's one's, like a... One's Vermont, one's New Hampshire. It's like a yin-yang. Like yeah. they're the same shape, they're just opposite. Mm-hmm. And so uh, New Hampshire's population was like 1 point... Or it's like 1.2 million people or something. Like it was a decent number of people. Mm-hmm. And then Vermont's was like less than half of that. Right. Noticeably tiny compared to... A state that's right next to it and the same size. And we were like, what? What's wrong with Vermont? What happened to Vermont, though? Why? What's wrong in the land of Vermont? We eventually learned that it's just because it's like a vacation state. Right. And that's it. It's just where, like, rich white people go to ski. People don't live there. No one goes there. They have, like, a (laughs) winter house in Vermont so they can just, like, stay up there for three months. No one actually lives in Vermont, which is true. Yeah. If you look it up, it's true. No one lives there. No, but when we found out that that was the thing, uh-huh. we were like, what? What? So listeners, anyone who lives in Vermont, send us an email. And yeah. anyone who lives in New Hampshire, send us an email about how no one lives in Vermont. We'll tally it up. And uh, and Vermont is basically Canada. Yeah. So no Americans live in Vermont. No. That's a good state to lie about. <laughs> I, uh, no, I was <laughs> born in Ver- Vermont. Uh-huh. They're like, sure. mm. Like, I guess that. I don't know about that, but also Vermont doesn't keep birth records because no one lives there, so we can't I check. Suppose that is a state. That Show we me have. the certificate. He doesn't have one. I know because it's fake. He don't have one. <laughs> he don't have one. He don't have it. So his father, William Arthur, was born in Ireland and emigrated to Canada. Irish people. I know. <laughs> Canada, Canadian <laughs> Irish. Canadian people. Irish. It's so specific that people were insulting <laughs> Canadian Irish from people. the 1880s. Gross. Yeah. 
Or 1820s. Was he trying to escape the lack of potatoes? I don't know. Is that that time? Maybe. Or is that later or earlier? (laughs) When does the potato famine happen? Was it then or earlier or later? (laughs) Was it that year or Those are your options. Or after. You have three options. Was it before, during, or after? (laughs) I'm going to look it up now. Keep talking. So uh, his parents met near the Vermont border, likely story, married soon after meeting, and they moved to Vermont. So many lies. Uh, after the birth of their first child, Regina, or Regina. So the fa- the potato famine was 1845 to 1849. When so was this? It's after. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the eight, 1880s, you said? Because Chester's born in, the like, 29. Oh, okay. He dies in the 80s. Sure. Okay. So it's... Wait. So the potato famine is like during his life, but his but parents yeah, would not his have. Parents, it's before. Yeah. So they moved before the potatoes yes. went bad. Okay, right. good job. Good job. Because it's really going to ruin your country. It's yeah, it's going to be bad. Devastation. Everyone's going to hate Irish people for a long time, and everyone's going to die. Uh, so in the U.S., they moved around a lot, supposedly because his parents. Uh, one of his his dad was a teacher, and then he started studying law. And then he found religion, and he started hanging out with free will Baptists, and he became a minister. What? He was an outspoken abolitionist, which is cool. That's nice. That just means, like, you want the slaves to be set free. Free the slaves! Uh, Which made him unpopular with his congregations, which also contributed to how his family had to move all the time. Mm. Because his congregations would be like, we should burn his house down, I guess. Maybe stop being so controversial. Yeah. And also... Uh, the first two jobs are not jobs where you move very much. <laughs> Generally, Generally, teacher and lawyer. To no. be a teacher, you usually get a job and you stay there forever because you're afraid you'll never get a new job. Yeah. And even then, I feel like. And lawyers, you have to be in a specific state. No, he's a. Uh, the bar. He's in Vermont. He's like a. He's kind of like Jackson. He's like a woods lawyer. Oh. I mean, I assume if you're in sure. Vermont. I think you still have to pass the bar in those. Maybe not back then. I don't think he actually became a lawyer is the thing, Right. Too. He was just studying. He was studying But I'm saying you shouldn't study and hop around. No. <laughs> Unless you're trying to find, like, which state has the easiest bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep failing That's and keep moving strategy. on. That's a good strategy. Maybe they won't find out. Even though there's an American Bar Association, they won't know. So Chester himself, Chester Alan was the fifth of nine children. Mm. He was named after the physician who helped birth him. Were they, like, friends with him? I don't know. Or they just couldn't think of names? <laughs> I think I think they just panicked. They were like, what's your name? Okay. We've, we've gotten to number five. I ran out of names. That's, I mean, there's only four names in, in and one Ireland. Of them, one of them is Regina. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and then Alan for his paternal grandfather. Oh. Alan. But they couldn't just name him Alan. No. Okay. Alan it's is a confusing. terrible name. It's too confusing, because his grandpa might still Oh, alive. is it Alan? No, it's Alan. Alan. Garfield's easier. Yeah. Uh, Alan. Chester. So when he... This is fast-forwarding. Chester. Mm-hmm. He, he attended Union College in New York, and he helped throw the school bell into the Erie Canal as a prank. <laughs> Pranked ya. <laughs> Pranked ya. You don't have a bell anymore. It's in the canal. <laughs> You're never going to find it. Your bell's wet. Pranked you. <laughs> wet your bell. It's a weird prank. <laughs> yeah. Just want to say. <laughs> Maybe it's a It tradition. sounds like a drunk prank. Yeah. I mean, you know, men, college students. Yeah. 
drunk. Who are going to be president one day. It would be so funny if we threw that bell. <laughs> into the canal. In the canal. Oh, it, my gosh. I was thinking that, oh too. Oh, my gosh. Dude. We're like, have the same brain right now. Dude. We're bros, dude. Oh, my gosh. Just in case dude. you're wondering if bros have existed for all eternity. All eternity. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Look at them go. Throwing bells in the canal. <laughs> Chester later became also a teacher and started studying law as well, but he was smart. He finally made enough money to move to New York City and work for an abolitionist lawyer, and he passed the bar. (gasps) He did it! Yeah. He accomplished what his father couldn't do. Admitted to the bar in 1854 and joined the firm, which was renamed Culver, Parker, and Arthur. Look at you. You're on the list. Two of his cases were kind of famous. Oh. Lemon v. New York. Uh, Culver argued that as New York law did not permit slavery, any slave arriving in New York was automatically freed. Nice. And it won. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, That's nope. why they all started running away. <laughs> right. They're like, just gotta get to New York. Chester's role was uh, pretty minor, because I didn't Whatever. say... Chester argue that it's Culver, one of the other lawyer peoples, is sure. doing it. But, but he was there. He was He was in the room. Probably. Just because you're not the speaking lawyer does not mean you weren't involved in the research. And campaign biographers uh, gave him most of the credit. Oh. Uh, So that confirmed that any slave brought to New York was automatically set freed. That's a pretty cool precedent to make. Uh, Another civil rights case he did uh, in 1854. He was the lead attorney representing Elizabeth Jennings Graham after she was denied a seat on a streetcar because she was black. Hey. They, like, pulled her out of the car, and they're like, you're black. Get the hell out. That's mean. And he's like, she should be allowed to sit on a streetcar, and they won. Nice. So they uh, desegregated the New York City streetcar lines. Nice. I bet his dad was so proud of him. He became a lawyer, and his cases were about racial stuff. Right. That's great. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty gruel. Pretty Canadian. (laughs) Pretty Canadian. Pretty Canadian. Yep. This is the kind of quality content you come here for. Welcome to Hysterical History. Hysterical History. The funniest comedy podcast about history. Where the history's made up and the words don't matter. And Chester Allen Arthur might be real. Or not. That's what I said. History's made up. It's true. Stay woke. And the points don't matter. So, Stay woke. <laughs> Chester Allen served as quartermaster general in the New York militia during the American Civil War. He lived through that. Good job. Uh, that was kind of America's thing at the time. Was like, what should we do about slaves? Um, murder each other. I guess we should like murder each other. Yeah, maybe. I want slaves. You don't want slaves. So I guess we have to kill each other. Right. We uh, can't think of another way to make it work. Literally no other way. No. So after the war, uh, he just kind of goes back to politics. Sure. There's nothing to talk about him during the war. He just was, like, really good at paperwork, so he just stayed in New York and was a quartermaster. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's good. He started devoting more time to Republican politics, and Republican at the time is is basically what is now Democrat. It's the progressive, kind of liberally party. We had a flippy switch. Yep. It's Lincoln's party. He's in Lincoln Free the Slaves progressive party. Yeah. Who were called Republicans at the time. Yeah. He rose in the political machine run by New York Senator Roscoe Conkling. Nope. Who is... (laughs) That's not a real name. Going from context clues and the way his name sounds on the tongue, I'm going to say he's some kind of eldritch abomination. Yeah, he's evil. There's tentacles involved. Mm Mm-hmm. Conkling. 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 He's, uh, you know that game Octodad? Yep. He's Octodad. I believe it. 
Octomare. Yeah, <gasps> Octomare. What's their new game? Uh, Senator. Octo Senator. Octo Senator. <laughs> Senator Octo Dad. Uh, I, I honestly cannot. Senator Octo Conkling. Put it off from telling you this, but I found a website while I was researching that's called like Veeptopus. What? Which is an artist drew all of the U.S. vice presidents with an octopus on their heads. Amazing. Except for Dick Cheney and Mike Pence. That's fair. Who, um,. Uh, are rather darker specimens. Disqualified. Disqualified. The tentacles are coming from other places with them. Ah. But it's beautiful. Should look it up. Oh. I did it. It was exigent. I'm the winner. Yay, you did it. I am the one who wins. We have a, a house game. It's probably not important. Hangman. 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 And I got it. It was exigent. Not ebibent. Nope. Exigent. Not evident. That was my first guess. So he's... Uh, Chester Alan is Alain. is the fledgling um, partner boy to this guy Conkling, who kind of runs politics in the Northeast. I hate his name. He mostly keeps his political ideas to himself, because at the time it's not where you are on the hierarchy, it's like how much work you put in oh, okay. and who notices. Which sure. I guess it kind of is right now, but you still like want to be at the top. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that was really bad in New York at the time and kind of all over was a system of political uh, patronage. System of a down. Kind of. Uh, patronages. So around 1870, President... I don't know what that is. Patronages? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. 1870, President Grant gave Conkling ugh, control over New York patronage, which means that uh, they can essentially give, like, important roles in politics to whoever they want, regardless of whether they're capable of doing them. No. It's like spoils of war, like uh, rewarding vassals. No. Like, if you win an election, you get to choose who gets all the stuff. No. Like, every government opening is like your personal cabinet. No. It's pretty bad, but they don't have a law against it. It's wrong. Uh, There's lots of stuff in, like, you know, the late 1800s and the early 1900s, and you're like, that seems bad. (laughs) That seems illegal. Why are the companies considered people? That's not good. They don't deserve the rights of people. Are you people? It thinks it's people. The the scary tall building (laughs) thinks it's people. (laughs) Get off the table. You're not people. No. But neither are the cogs in the wheel. <gasps> Cuckoo, kachoo. Anyway, this includes among the positions Custom House at the Port of New York, which uh, Chester is appointed to. Oh. It's very lucrative and politically powerful and very juicy. Ooh, juicy. Because he gets paid a salary, but he also gets to like skim the money off the top of any illegal uh, like barge shipments that Ah, come in. That's real dubious. It's super dubious. And he's not, like, qualified for it, especially. Uh, You know, it's just like, I'm in charge, so my boy Chester's gonna take over this thing. Yeah, everybody gets a cabinet. What? Even when you choose people, as we've seen recently, when you choose people for your cabinet as president who are like, hmm, not qualified, Mm -hmm. everybody goes, I'm sorry, no. What are you doing? But back then, people don't know anything's happening. No. There's no real news. It's newspapers that take a whole week. And this isn't even, like, at the White House yet. This is just, like, 
general government Random stuff. Losers. Like, he's just handling what's going through the New York port. Like yeah, but the, that's important. Uh, important. No, it wasn't on purpose. I made it on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. No. So, uh, this is so lucrative. He's making, like, 50K a year, which is, at the time, more what? than the president is making. What? He's making a lot of money. That's so much money. Which uh, he loves, because he's kind of like a lavish, fashionable boy. Mm. He likes... Um, he was he's, called he's a fancy boy. He was called Elegant Arthur. Whoa! For his interest in fashionable attire, not Elegant Chester. <laughs> elegant Chester. I guess that was. I guess Elegant Chester would be too personable. Ah. Uh, he's like, call me Arthur. <laughs> Get on your knees and call me Arthur. Gross. Well, I mean, you're supposed to like kiss the hand and mm-hmm. like kneel. He's not a royal. King. Well, he might not be American either, or real, so. (laughs) Or real. (laughs) So, let me have this. I feel like people probably think we're joking about you not thinking he's real, and we're not joking. Not joking. It's not a bit. It's not. That it's a real thing that happened. (laughs) We're going to talk about it. It's a real psychological phenomenon, and we're going to talk about it after we talk about this fake man. Okay. Who is president here in this world. Yep, but not yet. Uh, we're right now, lose. he's just customs man we're who's drowning in money. So many people. <laughs> uh, so he was so fashionable and like cool in his day that four young women offered to marry him. Hmm. It was um, said he had over eighty pairs of pants. That's so many pants, and often changed them several times a day. What? Once Who he be- has time for that. <laughs> well, once he becomes president, he he refuses to have uh, security. Like a security guy, but he does have a personal valet who helps him change his pants. I think it's embarrassing. Uh, he likes pants. I mean, I assume he likes other forms of clothing as well, but we I don't mean, have the numbers on that. I've got a lot of clothes. <laughs> yeah. I've actually been doing this dumb thing where I have this app called Purepol, mm-hmm. and you take pictures of all your clothes. Yeah, and then it will like give you suggestions for outfits, which has already been fun because sometimes. I need to recategorize them because sometimes it'll give me an outfit without a shirt. And I'll be like, here you go. And I'm like, mm, I need a shirt. Mm, it's missing something. Hmm, weird. I don't think I can wear that outside. Two pants? <laughs> but um, I definitely don't have 80 pairs of pants. Because pretty soon I'm going to know exactly the number of pairs of pants I have. And it's not going to be 80. I don't think I have 80 articles of clothing. I definitely do. But I have a lot of clothes. Yeah. But not pants. Not just pants. Not 80 pairs of just pants. It fascinates me a little that they know his pants, but nothing else. Like, everyone's like... Well, it sounds like they were the most important to him. I guess, but, like, he has, like, hats and scarves and, like, gloves uh, and all this other stuff. But gloves. people are really fixated on his pants. I mean, they must have been nice. Mm, and the dick. Mm, where, no. does, where does it go? No. Mm, the white toast? No. Mm. My gut is out. <laughs> It's so good. The uh, New York Times commented on him. His name very seldom rises to the surface of metropolitan Metropolitan. life. And yet, moving like a mighty undercurrent, this man during the last ten years has done more to mold the course of the Republican Party in this state than any other one man in the country. He put more mold in the Republican Party. He put his butt on it, and the Republican Party molded around (laughs) it. Grew (laughs) mold. It molded. (laughs) Molded around his pants. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Which pair? All of them. So that person thinks he's a secret fancy boy. Yeah, but secret also a, a, a mover and a shaker. Undercurrent. But completely unmemorable. Right. Which I agree. Sure. Uh, Conkling, who by this time uh, was in the U.S. Senate and considering a run for the presidency, turned his all-seeing eye on Chester and facilitated his rise even higher up the ranks. Uh, The new president at the time, 1878, which is Hayes. Hayes. Rutherford B. Hayes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fired Chester as part of a plan to reform the federal patronage system. It's oh. like, this is corrupt. Get the hell out. You got fired. Well, that's nice. Good job, Hayes. They're, uh, they're getting wise to the fact that civil service reform is terrible. We're getting wise, see? It's, uh, I mean, the reform isn't terrible, but it just needs to happen. You gotta fix the problems. It's uh, We can't just hire people we like. Yeah, it's not cool. To these places so they can make a buttload of money on tariff dodgers or whatever. Nope. James Garfield starts his run for presidency, and the party decides to add... Arthur to the ticket because he kind of rounds it out. Uh, they don't like each other very much, Garfield right. and and Arthur. This Chester, is Arthur. this is the before times when we didn't used to like they didn't pick who they their person was. Right, they weren't like paired. Now it's like I'm gonna run for president and I'm gonna pick Haley because we're friends and we're in the same party and I think she like has the things that I don't have, so mm-hmm. we become like a round good good good, group. good round thing. Yeah. And back then, it was like, this guy seems good. I, I guess I need you his vote. take him. Although, man, I hate him. Yeah. Hate him a lot. Right, we talked about this with Jackson before in Calhoun. And this is, this is after them. But when they were around, it was like they were elected separately. Yeah. And that was even worse. They, so this is like the slow transition yeah. to them being a full item, mm-hmm. like they are now. Yeah. But it's still separate. Still it's like, separate. you're our nominee, but we're also going to nominee this guy and for like, the VP. It's, you know, it's possible VPs and presidents don't like each other, but they keep it on the DL now. Right. When back then they're like, man, I don't care for you. Except for Obama much. and Biden, who are clearly the most <laughs> bros of all time. Uh, I love all the Biden memes where he's like, we should like pull pranks before we leave. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. They're what? so funny. Joe. Leave him alone. Joe, it's hard enough. Come on, Joe. And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> they're so funny. <laughs> Uh, so the position is offered to a couple different people, but they all decline because Conkling tells them to. Yuck. Uh, but Arthur, Chester, Alan, so his, like, thinks otherwise. his, like, sugar daddy guy who yeah. got him in the door with his mm-hmm. job yeah. threatened a whole bunch of people so that he could get this job. No, he didn't want Arthur to do it either. Oh, he's, he wanted to do it. I'm not Maybe. sure. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But he just threatened a whole bunch of people to not do it. Yeah. He's got some sort of plan. He's He's got something brewing. Gotcha. But Chester uh, was, like, super jazzed about the opportunity, so he's like, I'm going to do it. Sure. According to a supposed eyewitness by journalist William C. Hudson, Conkling. Ugh. Uh, Conkling. And Arthur argued. He dies soon. And uh, Chester told him, the office of the vice president is, is a great honor, is greater than I could ever dream of having. And he took it. Mine. Yeah. And Conkling eventually relented and even campaigned for the ticket, so I don't know what his plan was. Oh. I don't... He's evil, I think. He sounds evil. His name is 
evil. His name is Gross, and he's he's threatening people and using evil means to get what he wants. His name is Conkling. Even though we don't know what he wants. I don't know what he wants, but he sounds bad. Yeah. He sounds slimy. That's how I feel about Theo on Teen Wolf. He's, I don't he's, know what he wants, but he's bad. He's got a Newt Gingrichy kind of name, Ugh. and I can't trust him. Ugh. It's a, a close race. None of this is super interesting. <laughs> like, none of it's interesting. I'm just going to keep going. Skip it. The, the interesting part is that during the campaign, people accuse him of not being an American. Right. Uh, political opponents Sound familiar. allege that he was born in Canada, making him ineligible for the office of VP or president. You have to be born here to be vice president? Well, I guess because then you could be president. Because the other guy might die. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I never even thought about it. Because I don't care about vice president. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. No one does. My favorite thing was when Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor, and they were like, what if he runs for president? And I was like, he can't? He's Austrian? What part are you confused about? Governator. <laughs> are you confused about whether he's was born here or about how the office works? We don't know. I, I don't know. Because I remember hearing people say that, and they were being serious. Dillard. It wasn't a joke. Vice president. Dillard. Uh, so, for all of the reasons we've said, he was clearly Canadian. Yeah. I'm joking a little bit. I have no idea. Who cares? Because uh, he didn't exist where I came from. It's funniest if we just say he was. So. I really, I think it'd be great if he was. We're because going with Canadian. good for him, you know? Yeah, sneak on in. The rumors exploded into speculation during the 1880 election. You're going to say exploded into space. Exploded! <laughs> When uh, the Democrats, a.k.a. the modern-day Republicans, Republicans, pulled a classic conservative move and demanded proof of birth. That's like, what they always do. Where's the birth record? Show me the certificate. Mm, where is it? You're not an American. Show me. I don't, don't think you are. Topical. And Arthur never really addressed the rumors. He kind of floated above it. Shrug. There's no birth certificate record tying him to Vermont. Doesn't exist. Clearly. Because he's Canadian. He's probably Canadian. Uh, I will say modern biographers usually maintain that there's no truth to the rumor. Prove it. Can't. He's not real. Prove it, biographers. Not real. <laughs> I mean, you mean he's, people who are writing novels about him? He, he's so forgettable, he has to be Canadian, right? Oh, poor Canada. Right? Though, so mean. back me up, Canada. Dude, there's so many presidents that I don't know anything about. Zero percent. But at least you know they exist. I knew he existed, too. I didn't. I know. He's not real. <laughs> like I said earlier, I said Rutherford B. Hayes. That's all I know about Rutherford B. Hayes <laughs> is his name. name. We didn't know. Uh, ah, yes, Rutherford. We didn't know that one president whose name is Tyler. <laughs> Took a long Zach- time. Zachary? Zach? Zack Attack, Zach Attack, Tyler? Tyler, Tyler, who knows? He might not be real. I forgot. He's between worlds. <laughs> Zachary. <laughs> there is no present named Tyler. <laughs> You're so mad at me. <laughs> it's such an improbable it's so name. Aggressive. It's such an improbable name for a POTUS. It's true. For a flotus. So I have a ton of notes about like what the presidency was like. Sure. It's all pretty boring. Great. I mean, even just, like, I don't know. All you have to know is that Garfield wasn't a big fan of Chester's, like, Mustache. sub-group, like his faction, I guess. Okay. 
His people. Uh, yeah, his people, his political people, the, the Conklingites. Ugh. It's really bad, isn't it? It's almost like concubines, but it's yeah. way worse. Yeah, it's bad. He doesn't like scary senator man. No. So he's he doesn't like, like those people. He thinks they're pretty sketchy. So. I mean, they sound sketchy. Uh, We've only heard him do <laughs> sketchy things. I've only heard his name, and it sounds like a deep underworld sort of man. It's terrible. So it, the entire, like, political machine of the White House is all built staunchly kind of against Chester's faction. So when Garfield dies, like, basically the entire cabinet retires. Uh, they just, like, quit. Yikes. All in a rush. They're Can like, you imagine? I can. I'm living it. Just, like... I mean, not for that reason. No, but no for that reason specifically. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, we don't like, like your politics, so we're just going to leave. Yeah. And he had to replace. We were only there for the other guy. So bye. We it's were like, here for because uh, it, it'd be different if, like, you know, Chester replaced all of them. Because right. that's fair. Because he wants different people there. But like, just because somebody is your new boss, you're like later. Right. Bye. Uh, he, Chester wasn't in Washington, D.C. when Garfield was shot because he had, like, made some stupid media announcement and, like, he was kind of on the couch in the doghouse mm. for a while and he's like, I don't want to go. They were like, go sit over there and think about what so, you've done. Yeah, and then he's in New York and then he doesn't want to go back to Washington, D.C. because it takes Garfield a while to die, uh, like, a few days. He doesn't die right away. Sure. So it feels presumptuous. Because Garfield... Like, I'm here to be president, right. baby. It is, it's kind of assuming a lot. Like, I think nowadays the VP would be, be like, yes, I'm here to, like, handle things while the president is in recovery. And take care of them if sure. they can. And hopefully they'll be better soon and they can do this instead of me. Uh, but at the time, it's kind of like, uh, Garfield can't run the country, but if I show up, it's going to be like, I hope he dies. Ah, uh, sure. Maybe, because, like, no one else in the building likes me. Right, comparatively Maybe. to, like, when... Um, JFK was shot. Right. And Johnson's, like, right there. Yeah. Right? And he's, like, and like standing there, like, with Jackie mm-hmm. and, like, at the hospital. Yeah. Because by that time, it's, like, you know, you're running together and you're friends. And you're, yeah, right, because they're a single ticket thing. They're a unit. Uh, so Garfield doesn't die right away. There's, uh, he, he does take the train and go pay respects to Garfield once he does die. That's good. Uh, and he leaves a card of sympathy for his wife. Oh, that's it? <laughs> Sorry your husband was shot and I'm president now. Sorry. Bye. It's weird. It's weird. I can't imagine. Hmm. Left a card of sympathy? Weird. You hallmarked the dead president's wife? You know, when Washington died, Thomas Jefferson went over to hang out with Martha, and it was her least favorite thing that ever happened in her whole life. <laughs> you know, maybe it was a mercy that he only left a card. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> She probably hated him. <laughs> She's like, "Could you just leave a card? I don't want to." Like, I don't want to talk to do you. Do you really want to hang out with the new president, which reminds you that your president husband died and like uh, someone murdered yeah. him? Yeah, so that's, that's rough. probably actually a good thing to do. I mean, Jackie was there. We just told. We well, just yeah, talked. but Lyndon B. Johnson was there too. I think. Yeah, and Jackie had him killed. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Our new theory about JFK is that the bullet came from inside the car, <laughs> and that it was Jackie <laughs> Kennedy. Uh, he was such a predator. That's and why. He, that's why the angles never match. He never appreciated the her. Second, <laughs> the second gunman was Jackie Kennedy. Was Jackie. He was always cheating on her with oh. Marilyn Monroe. Then the CIA got to her, and she's yeah. like, 
That sounds like a good plan. And she's like, yeah, I'll just get remarried and be basically a queen, and it'll be great. Uh, so there you go, folks. The bullet came from inside the car. <laughs> That's why the angles never matched up. Clearly this is a joke. <laughs> uh, it's giggle moments like this why people don't listen hey. to this podcast. We're serious history. Serious history. Definitely oh, Jackie gosh. Onassis did not shoot her. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, Jackie. You're my favorite. She's the best. So your president dies and you're Veep, and now you're POTUS. What's the first thing you do? Call my friends to be in the cabinet. What up, suckers? Almost. We're in charge now. Before that, what oh. you do? Put on new pants. Kind of. Before <laughs> that, what you do? Move into the White House. Before that, what you do? <laughs> I don't know. You sell everything in the White House in a lawn sale. What? Pretty much. No. No, you don't. Uh, he made... That's n- not just the old guy stuff. <laughs> he made... There's so much stuff in there. He made no inaugural address, and he's such a fancy boy. He's like, uh, let's have this redecorated. And he starts by... Is he married? Uh, his wife dies, like, a couple months before he becomes president. Okay. So he was married. Okay. Uh, now he's not. Okay. And I don't know if Weird. he... I don't know if he remarries. He, very they, strange. He has, like, three or four children who survive. There are very few presidents who aren't married while they're in the White House. Right. To be fair, he didn't campaign wifeless. Right. But it's still strange. Anyway. Yeah. It is strange. So he's a bachelor president. He insisted the White House had to be decorated uh, and had 24 wagon loads of furniture hauled off and sold at public auction. That's not okay. He's Some of that's like famous <laughs> stuff. I don't care. Yep. Oh, it gets worse. That's the, like historical stuff. They included pieces dating back to John Adams. No. And, I mean, if they were around here, they'd be priceless. What a huge douchebag. Priceless. What's wrong with him? <laughs> this he, chair is ugly. I don't care for a lot of John Adams. He needed the cash. Stupid idiot. Because he was gonna redecorate. I hate him. He had, uh, I don't know if it's Louis or Louis, uh, Comfort Tiffany of, like, Tiffany Windows fame. Sure. Uh, redecorated and designed, like, everything. Gosh, he's such an extra moron. The administration eventually spent about $30,000, around $2 million oh in today's gosh, money. there's so much money. On renovating everything from stained glass, lighting fixtures, mantles, paintings, mirrors, including uh, like a 350-square-foot like a giant uh, mosaic screen. Dude. That was created by Tiffany and placed in the entrance hall, was removed in 1902, and sold at auction to a hotel owner for $275, and then destroyed in a fire. What? (laughs) That was so confusing. Yeah. And what? What a bunch of twists. That's like, um, what's his face? Can't believe it only sold for that much. I don't know. Oh, even... yeah. I thought you were going to say $275,000. Million dollars. Right. And then you're like, $275. I guess 1902, $275 is a decent amount. But not like compared to how much they spent on like the general place. Right. And I assume that had to be a decent chunk of the budget. I wonder if that's it's, it's not so the right. Big. 
I almost want to say that's not the right number because it's so small. But anyway. That's strange. It's gone. They killed it. I'm trying to think of what the guy's name is. Tiffany. No, there was a, uh, there's a family, John List was a family annihilator in, like, mm. the 1970s. Yeah. And he, like, lived in this big mansion. Oh. And they had a giant, like, Tiffany window in the ceiling. Whoa. And his family ran out of money because they had a whole bunch of debts. Of course. Even though they lived in, like, an 18-room mansion. I mean, so a lot of property taxes Yeah, and they stuff. couldn't pay for their yeah. property taxes. And so then that's why he killed everybody but himself. Sounds logical. Yeah, because it was like, well, can't do this anymore. Got to well. reset. Gotta kill everyone. But the window, apparent, or like the, the glass ceiling mm-hmm. thingy, um, was a Tiffany one, and it was like worth $500,000, which was like how much debt he had. <laughs> so he could have just sold it, but oh, it also no. was destroyed in a fire. What? So weird. What if Tiffany is like a wizard? What if Tiffany's committing arson so there are less Tiffany's so that they're worth more? It's the Tiffany curse. <gasps> Tiffany Kerr. I wonder if there was there was a, I think lots of stuff gets destroyed by fires in our stories, like robots, I, uh, elephants, uh, windows. <laughs> so many things. Multiple windows <laughs> by the same guy. Yeah, named Tiffany Sketch. Mm, he's a fire witch. He's an arsonist. So I want to talk about dude. Right, you mentioned this. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the word dude. Dude. It's dude. one of my favorite words. Dude. I call everyone dude indiscriminately. Dude. Dude to me is a genderless term for just people you're close to. Yeah. Or even strangers. Just like, did you see what that dude did? That dude? Yeah. And it's not, it has no meaning. You no. know, it's not, in, it just means like person. That entity. It, yeah, it's not insulting. Right. It's just dude. Just dude. Just the dude. Right. So... Either the earliest or one of the earliest references we have to the word dude Hmm. is regarding Chester. Oh. Uh, We've mentioned his expensive tastes. Yeah. His extravagant uh, wealth. He's an extra fancy boy. Boy, yeah. And all of his high hats and his frock coats and his scarves and his... Every single pair of pants. His 80 pants that he switches out hourly. That's 160 pant legs. That's so many. That's a lot of legs of pants. So many. So political cartoonists and commenters and journalists and whatnot, of course, were very aware of the fact, and they they gave him names. We talked about Elegant Arthur. Right. But also Gentleman Boss. (laughs) And Dude of the White House Residence. Dude. Dude of the White House Residence. See, but when we say dude, it's like, dude. (laughs) Dude of the White House Residence. He's such a dude. But let me me read you the full... White House Residence? Why do you have to say that? Just say White House. Yeah. We know it's a residence. That's what house means. I I think... I'm going to read you the whole quote. I think it means like... Residence of like you're the fanciest dude of all of the presidents. Okay, I think that's the only way. I like it better without residence. I think it should just be dude of the White House. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me see. Let me see. So I think it was like a cartoon or a caption. The caption read, "According to your cloth, you've cut your coat, oh dude of all the White House residents." We trust that will help you with the vote when next we go nominating presidents. Huh. Dude. You're so fancy that people will definitely love you. They won't. No. Mm Mm-mm. It's 
a lot of times when you become president because you were vice president and somebody died, we don't want you to keep being president. No. Because weirdly, you know, we didn't vote for you and you possibly weren't prepared. (laughs) So one of the... um, So bye. I think it was Wikipedia, probably. It was like, he was the second person to get elected to president because the president had been killed. I'm like, right. what? Who was the first? It's like, oh, it's Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, Haley. Stupid. <laughs> I was like, of course it's Lincoln. We've only uh, had so many presidents die and the vice president becomes president. Only the most famous assassination, arguably. Yeah. Archduke. Well, I, I mean, like as far as American. Oh, okay. American uh, presidents. Okay, but I know they're they're right there. That's why, arguably, so close. Yeah, it's just because of the controversy with JFK. Because it was Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So I have a ton of notes about like what his administration was actually doing. Sure. I already told you, like, all of the cabinet left immediately. Yeah. bye. They, they actually spent a lot of time trying to fix civil service reform. Ooh. And everyone was worried because he had, like, taken a whole bunch of, like, money and done really well because he was a, you know... Right. Vassal under the system. Yeah. That he wouldn't let any of the bills pass. But he did. And he's oh. like, yeah, we can reform stuff. Whatever. Sure. So that was great. He's just trying to, like, be chill. Yeah. Yeah. He know, he's a dude. He's just, he's like a dude. He's a White House dude. He's like a dude. <laughs> he tried to be kind of nice-ish to um, Native Americans and Chinese immigrants. Oh, that's new. He didn't Thanks. succeed very well, okay. but he tried, I Sure. Think. Like, he did some stuff uh, with, like, the First Nations who... At this point, we're still, like, kind of at war openly with tribes and okay. still, like, trying to figure out what we're going to do with them all. Right. Post-Trail of Tears. hmm um, I was going to say, at least he's not actively destroying right. them. And he has some ideas to help fix it, and I think ultimately they end up not being very good sure. for people. But uh, he's... An attempt was made. An attempt was made. Uh, there's a whole lot of, like political hijinks going on with Chinese immigrants because earlier in the century people had just been importing them like nuts to work on railroads, etc. And the the entire West Coast is like, they're taking our gerbs and the wages are all weird now because the Chinese people are there. All those Chinamen. And they're like, we should just not let any Chinese people into the country for 20 years. It was going to be the Chinese Exclusion Act. And he's like, how about no? That's a bit terrible. How about we don't do that? And they wouldn't quite let him pass it. So I think they got it down to like 10 years. Oh, I mean, so that's better. Right? He's like trying, but it doesn't always work yeah. out. The thing about president is yeah. you're not fully in charge. No, it's not really up to you no. all the time. It no. really depends on who you're working with in the Senate and the House. Yeah. If you, that's the thing they always say, right? Like, if you have the majority in the House and the Senate and you're mm-hmm. president, everything's going to be pretty easy, presumably, because you're going to have the votes to get stuff through, and then your president's probably going to pass what your party wants to do. Right. But if nobody likes you and you're a replacement, <laughs> yeah. it's different. Oh, and I don't, I think I maybe have it later on in my notes, but with the civil reform stuff... The person who killed Garfield, mm. the president, yeah. he killed him because he uh, 
thought that he could be the next VP because Chester would like him and just give him the office. Weird. Yeah, so he's like, the system's so busted, but I'm with, like, that faction of politics, and if I kill the president, then they're going to make me the new VP. That's very strange. It's super weird, and uh, he's clearly, like, not there. Right. All the way. But uh, after that happens, everyone's like, yeah, we got to reform this. I mean, that's good. We got to reform this, like, right now. You literally did it the opposite of what you wanted. It's, uh, it's real bad, and people... Just uh, murder people. Murder the president. To just get a good political rank. Yeah. I, and I like that I say that's weird, and then I remember the guy who tried to kill Jackson thought he was like Richard III or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all and just he was nuts. like, I have to kill him, and then I'll go back in time, and I can be king again. Whoa. And I was like, what Whoa. is going on? Okay. So at least this guy, like, that's logical. He was, like, in this plane of existence. I just watched... Sort of. Yeah, I just watched American Psycho, and, like, I'm like, that's very Patrick Bateman of you. I know, it's... It's like, use your murder aggression to get yourself up in in the game, dude. Right. If it were not the time we're in, that might have worked. I mean, we're like, I like the cut of your jib. Hey. We're like, hey, you're pretty good at murdering. Initiative. Want to be in the cabinet? You're showing real ambition. <laughs> right. I like that. <laughs> That's pretty great. Horrible. So uh, as as president, he continues with his uh, like civil rights, not civil service reform, but civil rights. Hooray. Like helping uh, post-Civil War keep the Southern Democrats... Um, from getting too uppity. Those are the Republicans. They're the Republicans. They call them bourbon Democrats. Ah. The conservative white Democrats of the bourbon South. Bourbon whiskey. Mm, bourbon whiskey. Uh, let me see. He, uh, the Supreme Court struck down the Civil Rights Act of 1875. So great. Arthur expressed his disagreement just a little bit in a hey. message to Congress, uh, but he couldn't persuade them to pass any new legislation. He did... However, effectively intervened to overturn a court-martial ruling against a black West Point cadet, Johnson Whitaker, after the Judge Advocate General of the Army, Army, David G. Swaim, found the prosecution's case against Whitaker to be illegal and based on racial bias. Oh, well, that's good. So they tried to do something terrible to the cadet because he was Mm. black. The president's like, hell no. No. I'll strike you down. What a good boy. Yeah. See, (laughs) it's so funny to me, though, every time I just imagine him going to Congress, like, Hey, could we like do this? And they're like, "No, your sideburns are gross. Get out of here. Go away." And he's like, "Okay, you're not our real dad. See you later. Our real dad's dead. Whoa, <laughs> we don't have a dad. <laughs> you killed him. <laughs> you're Canadian. That's what you say to your stepdad. <laughs> you killed my dad. <laughs> Oh, he um he did some legislation uh, regarding the LDS Church. Oh, hi. Hmm. Administration faced a different challenge in the West, says Wikipedia. We where, love to be a challenge. Where the LDS Church was under government pressure to stop the practice of polygamy in Utah Territory. They sure were. Uh, Garfield had believed polygamy was criminal behavior, morally detrimental to family values. And Arthur's views were much the same. So, in 1882, he signed the Edmonds Act into law, and polygamy became a federal crime, barring polygamists from public office and the right to vote. Yeah. 
Because that was when Utah was like, we want to be a state. And they were like, stop doing the marrying thing. Not like that, you're not. Not dressed like, like that, you're not. Hey, that's not cool. And then they were like, okay. We won't. Right. Our the th- end. <laughs> Arthur liked to take long walks at night out with his friends in Washington. Sometimes as late as three or four in the morning. Mm, that's and the morning. it was it was rare for him to go to bed before two o'clock. And I'm like, I understand. You many pants to boy. It's amazing. Sorry, I have to tell you about polygamy for a second. Oh, it's of amazing to me that like we are still like one of the first things that you'll people will say when they hear about Mormons is like, don't they have multiple wives or they practice polygamy? When you know, as you just pointed out, we haven't done it for a hundred and fifty years or something. Like it's a long time ago now. Government was quick on the uptake on and, that one, and they're still and, and it was only for like maybe I think like a ten year time period or something, and mm-hmm. people were still like, oh, don't you have four wives? And I'm like. Ugh. No. It's the only thing they remember. No. Only thing. It's weird. I think it's, it's weird what sticks. It, it's because they secretly want multiple wives. Yeah, so they're, so they're like, making fun of them, but yeah. they're like, I would like more <laughs> I, than one wife. I wish I was a plagamist. I want, I want. You're still, are you still doing that? We're like, no, and they're like, oh. Like, whenever, like, politicians are really super against gays, it's like, are you yeah. gay, though? I think maybe you are. You might be gay. You're focusing on it like an awful lot. Like no one else cares. And every as much time someone makes a joke about gay, you go, ha ha ha! I'm definitely not gay. <laughs> you just kind of throw up in your mouth a little bit, but everyone smells it. It's really weird. Strange. So Chester, <laughs> yeah. Chester Alan is di- diagnosed with Bright's disease right after he takes office. What is that? Uh, it's a kidney ailment. Mm. Kidney inflammation. He tried. That's not good. It's not good. You need those. He, you need at least one. Yeah. If preferably you're, two. Preferably two. Yeah, because sometimes one's got to go. If you're, I think he's kind of like a big dude. If you have a lot of mutton on your face, like yeah. a lot of sideburns, you probably need two kidneys. Yeah. Usually only big guys grow big sideburns. That's true. Big dudes Small. like growing a lot yeah. of facial hair because it makes your chub look smaller on your face. It, uh, it produces it's very a, smart. produces a fake jawline. Yeah. We can all smart. tell, though. I don't, but like, it's tell. weird because it does make them more attractive. Yeah. It Almost w- automatic. It works, but I do know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I know oh, what yeah. you're doing, but please don't shave your beard because you look way worse. <laughs> so, uh, he tried to keep his health, um, under wraps because no one needs to know that their only remaining president guy is dying. No. Because he doesn't have a VP. Th- right. Because he's the VP. He's and, the VP. And they don't have a plan for it. They don't have a plan Even though point. it's already happened. Right. Before. That's none of their business if he's sick. <laughs> right. Why should you worry? Get over it. He, he goes to, to keep his health up, his first idea is to go to Florida, which I'm like, big mistake. No. Don't do that. Bad. Um, they, I'm surprised because I just assumed you were going to say he goes to, like, Colorado. Because right. people all the time, like, say that you need, like, mountain air. I think that's for, that's for TB. That's when your lungs are bad. Is this, like, specifically for, to, see, but I feel like they say that about everything. I mean, in general, just getting fresh air is good for you, probably. It is, yeah. Um, it's just the fresh air in Florida is, like, humid and nasty. It's not fresh. It's, like, it gets inside you. Yeah, it's a, so we, we live in Washington, right, and it's summer right now, which is like, it's not too bad. It's not real warm here in general, comparatively to warm places. Right, and there has been kind of a heat wave going through the country, and we're still not the worst of it, but. Not anywhere close. 
But also it's like... Uh, but Washington's not prepared for well, it. Well, and Western Washington, yeah. like, does have humidity because of the ocean. All that ocean air. And... It's like, I'm not used to it being hot and humid, because I grew up in eastern Washington, which is a full desert. Yeah. And so, like, even our tiny humidity, I abhor. Mm -hmm. And so I can't even imagine living in a place like Florida all the time. It's bad. When it's hot. It's bad. And we know it's bad, because it comes back worse. And he's like, it didn't (laughs) work. Uh, My kidneys are worse. Oh, no. Somehow. Uh, And then he goes on another trip to Yellowstone. Mm, better. Which does work. Yeah. A, a little bit. It doesn't, like, fix him. Well, yeah. But he goes... It'd uh, be weird if it did. He goes with, like, a little party of his friends. He gets hit with a geyser right in the face, and he's right like, I'm all better. Mmm, my, my pores are cleared. Mmm, <sighs> beautiful. All faithful. He goes with Robert Todd Lincoln, Abe's son. Cute. And his secretary of war, I want to say. I think he's in his cabinet. Sure. Uh, so, of course, for... The Veep president, and if you watch Veep with um, Julie Louise Dreyfus, you'll know this is the issue, is that eventually there's going to be an election. Right. And uh, you never got your party probably Not doesn't really. like you that much, no. and they don't. No. no one in his party likes him enough to back him. I mean, he wasn't even their first choice initially for vice no. president. It's like just that third or fourth yeah, choice. Yeah, just Senator Creepy Name Conk- screamed at people. Conkling. Sure. Conklite. I don't like it. Cronklite. Um, Klondike Bar. Klondike Bar. He just screamed at a whole bunch of people, and so they said they didn't want to. Yeah, don't. He was like fifth or sixth choice. So there's no way. Yeah, he was just the only one who refused. There's no way he's no he going to do it. So the nomination goes to someone else, Duh. and the party loses to Democrat nominee Grover Cleveland. I mean, sure. Who, in my timeline... Grover Cleveland, I think, must have been the VP to Garfield. Mm. Or Garfield was never assassinated. I'm not clear. (laughs) On, like, what happened in that time. I don't know. Mm. That's the mystery. I can't go back and check. Yeah, it's true. You're stuck in this timeline now. Right. So past uh, his his after POTUS timeline stuff is not that interesting. He doesn't live that much longer. After he leaves office, he returns to New York. His health takes a turn for the worse. He tries to... Kind of do work, but he's just not feeling up to it. He comes back from a trip and he orders all of his papers, all of his personal papers, all of his official documents burned. Everything. Oh. The next morning, he suffers a cerebral hemorrhage and dies. Whoa. That's intense. That's intense. He knew. He's what like, were his secrets? <laughs> he was Canadian. Why? That's not the. Like, that can't be the only secret. And that he wasn't real. Burn everything. <laughs> wasn't real. See, that makes sense why he has no sources in your timeline, because he had them all burned. <laughs> he burned everything. President Cleveland and ex-president Hayes attended his funeral. Well, that's nice. Uh, Wikipedia has this little Rutherford summary. Rutherford B. Hayes at that point has to be so old. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Like an ancient man. Yeah. It's going to be weird when younger presidents than you die. Yeah. You know? When you were like four presidents ago. I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> But, like, I mean, we have that many right now. Yeah. Yeah. That were, like, four presidents ago. But some some just keep going. I I know, but what if, like... We can't all be Jimmy Carter. What if one in in between just died? I mean, I... You know? Yeah, his kid, he had bad kidneys. Like, what if Clinton just died? Like, wouldn't that be weird? Because you'd see, and you'd see, like, old Bush go, too. Yeah. That'd be weird. That'd be a little weird. 
Jimmy Carter is immortal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We can't all be Jimmy Carter. Yeah, he's immortal. Uh, and a really good person, he, even if he was yeah. a, kind of a crappy president. Right. He's a good, good dude. He's, he seems like a fun little dude. Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. And, he, and he's, he's all about, like, women being people and being yeah. treated like people, which is pretty cool. Especially for a president. Yeah. Because let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's, let Jackie tell that's you. That's why JFK got killed. <laughs> <laughs> One too many predatory behaviors. Dalliances in mm. the pool. Cuba. In the pools. <laughs> With Cuba. With Cuba. <laughs> anyway. So, I'm just, this is basically just word for word, because the way they put it um, resonated with me. Sure. As a person who's going through this. Mm-hmm. And it says, Arthur's unpopularity in life carried over into his assessment by historians and his reputation after leaving office. <laughs> By 1935, historian George F. Howe said that Arthur had achieved, quote, an obscurity in strange contrast to a significant part in American history. By the 75, however, Thomas C. Reeves would write that Arthur's, quote, appointments, if unspectacular, were unusually sound. The corruption scandal that dominated business and politics of the period did not tarnish his administration. Uh, 2004 biographer Zachary Carabell wrote, although Arthur was... Physically stretched and emotionally strained, he strove to do what was right for the country. So he adopted a code for his own political behavior, and then everyone on Earth forgot he existed. Yeah, I was like trying to hold in my laughter so that you could finish. <laughs> because in the beginning, what you basically said was a historian wrote, <laughs> and I quote, Yes, we don't like you, <laughs> and we don't care about you. Which means you don't really exist anymore. (laughs) Oh, it's true. That's true. true. How does history happen? We keep the records. Who keeps the records? Historians. If we don't keep your records, do you exist? No. No. They really didn't exist in my timeline. And I just see it written in, like, really big, like, fancy script. (laughs) We don't like you. We don't care. So you're canceled. Mark Mark Twain apparently thought he was okay. But in, like, (laughs) in the same sense, like... He thought he was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, someone interviewed Mark Twain. How do you feel about Chester (laughs) Allen Arthur? And he's like... I mean, he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. And then he gets on the front page of the newspaper. Mark Twain says Jester Allen Arthur. Okay. okay. <laughs> Rating of okay. Oh, no. By 2.5 out of 5. <laughs> he is okay. I guess he was there. <laughs> Maybe. Have already forgotten. Who? Who? See, you have the blind spot for, like, Governor Morris. I'm just going to have the blind spot for Chester Arthur. Oh, my god! I feel like I'm not allowed to remember who he is because I'm a historian. Oh, it's too late. It's on record that you remembered him when you were half asleep. I know his name. I also knew Rutherford B. Hayes' name. It's true. I don't know who he is. Uh, (laughs) Chester Allan belonged to the... Oh, I think it's French. I'm not going to know how it's pronounced. Restigouche? Oh, my gosh. Restigouche. (laughs) Let me see it. (laughs) Restigouche Salmon Club. Uh, Might be Belgian. I think it's Restigouche. I was pretty close. You said gooch. I said gooch. No. I did. I like gooch. Well, whatever. As gauche. Anywhere. That's not even anywhere. (laughs) Anyway. Anywhere. The the Restigouche Salmon Club, which is a, a... 
I'm told an exclusive fisherman club in New York. All I can think about is I one of the first places we started in our campaign, you guys were next to a fishing club. And then in our D&D campaign. Oh, yeah. And then all, and everyone was very excited about it, and I didn't expect them to be. And then all <laughs> yeah. you wanted to do was be in the club. I don't the remember that. exclusive fishing club. Gosh. Alan uh, once reportedly caught an 80-pound uh, bass off the coast of Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. History deemed that important. I don't care. I guess. So let's talk about parallel timelines. Oh. Somewhere we are. Oh. Hey. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. Stupid. So the... But in a different timeline, it was funny. I think the generally accepted uh, like term for it is the Mandela effect. Yes. Um... Named for Nelson Mandela because a large group of people are were all under the impression that he had died in prison in the 80s when he did not. It's also the, the Berenstein Bears. Yep. Berenstein Bears. So a whole bunch of people were like, oh, the Berenstein Bears, like B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N, yeah. but it's with an A, A-I-N. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? Berenstain Bears. That's not true. Yeah. And it has been true since, like, the 40s. I've never heard anyone say it that way. Berenstain? Zero people. I mean, I think it's still pronounced the same. It's just the spelling is Right, but different. I don't remember it being spelled that way either. Right. Exactly. And that's what this is. Just a yeah. whole bunch of people and a mass misremembrance. Right. Uh, although I did see someone posted a picture of, uh, I think it was like DVDs of the cartoon of the Bernstein Bears, mm. and it was spelled with an E. Oh, they probably changed it. So I think there was just like some like mm. printing errors. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm just going to list some other examples of this thing. Sure. And you tell me what you remember. Okay. So Bernstein Bears, we already, like, I think both yep. of us with an E. E. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, but Outcasts, Miss Jackson, any knowledge, awareness? No. Um, so Outcast Miss Jackson was actually released in the 90s. And people, I guess, swear that Miss Jackson had pre-Y2K radio airtime alongside other 90s groups like TLC, but it was released in 2000. Oh. So it's a little bit newer than people. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, it doesn't mean. Some people think that, some people think Shirley Temple died uh, young instead of like at 85. I used to watch Shirley Temple videos so much. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. How do you spell Looney Tunes? <laughs> My face. <laughs> I know. This one's, yeah. Um, it's, it's whether or not there's an E in it, right? In Looney? Go, just spell it. This is how you prove when you're from, uh, oh. where you're from. Oh, is it tunes? Wait, which part? Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the tunes. Okay. The tunes is the thing. Because Looney has an e. Does Looney have an E in it? Yeah. Okay, it does. Good. Um, it's whether or not it's U-N-E-S or O-O-N-S. Mm-hmm. Well, I would do tunes, O-O-N-S, like, like cartoons. It's actually T-U-N-E-S. Right, but that makes sense. Yeah. It's just that they change it? Or nope, it's always been. Oh. Because of, like, all the orchestral background music they would have. That makes sense. I think with that, I mean, it makes sense because they are cartoons, but also yeah. Tiny Tunes, I think, may have right. been T-O-N-E-S. That's true, probably. So that might be the thing. Hmm. 
but just like people on the internet, I would be willing to bet everything I have with the essence of my being that it's T-O-O-N-S, but it's, it's like, it's, give me all it's T-U-N-E-S. It's tunes as in... Give me your essence of being. Uh, so another one is, um, is it Jiffy peanut butter or Jif or Gif? I don't... <laughs> It's not about the pronunciation, it's about the spelling. This is confusing to me because of Jiffy Lube. I think it's just Jif. <laughs> it is just Jif. Choosy moms choose Jif. Yeah. People think it's Jiffy? Yeah. Oh. Like Jiffy peanut butter or Giffy, I don't freaking care. It's Jif. It's Jif. That one's Jif. Apparently. It's just because of Jiffy Lube, that's why. Uh, people have apparently watched Harry Potter movie scenes years before the films were released. No. So they're people who just like have no idea what time they're in. I understand that though because there there's a scene in Charmed. Uh-huh. It, so one of the main sisters in Charmed dies. Yeah. And I swear I've actually seen her death scene before and like really? people react to it, like the characters react to it. Mm-hmm. And when I rewatched it it's not there. And I like googled it one time yeah. and like other people said they remembered watching it. Whoa. And so I understand that because that's happened to me before. And I don't know what's true. Like, I don't know if it, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it was, like, it, like tacked onto the end of an episode and they just, like, took it out and now that's not in syndication and mm-hmm. it's not, like, and it's edited. Right. That they only have the edited version. I don't know. Or if it was never actually there. Never, I don't know. It's hard to say. But what? other people have the same memory I do. Because I remember looking at, like, Googling yeah. it and other people were like, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've watched it. I've been here before. It's, it's very strange. What? It's very, like, um, Uncanny Valley. Mm-hmm. Some of these are kind of like, uh, I think it's just like the difference between like what's actually in a book or a movie and like how the line is just misremembered. Oh, sure. So it's not quite like Berenstein Bears has never been spelled that way. Right. Versus like, what does the evil stepmother say to the mirror in Snow White? Yeah, I know this one. Um, mirror, con- mirror con- on the wall. Conventionally, it should be mirror, mirror on the wall, but actually it's magic mirror on yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah. So it's little stuff like that. The the other one, which I, I don't eat here, so I don't care, mm. but it's, is it Chick-fil-A or Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A? Fila? I don't... I mean, I've only it, heard people pronounce it Chick-fil-A. Again, not the pronunciation. It's hard right. to get this, but is it C-H-I-C-K or C-H-I-C? Oh. Um, I don't know. I thought it was going to be C-H-I-K. <laughs> I guess I think there's a K in it. Oh my gosh. And see, like, I'm not even sure about that one, but I'm going to let uh, you listeners figure it out. Which timeline are you from? <laughs> Mine is the one where it's only a K. Uh, we only have one of these. I've only ever seen one, and yeah. it's here. And I've only gone to it really once. I think... Because it's always busy. I think I want to say I'm from the one where it's just a C. Mm. I, I've never heard of this, but apparently there's a timeline where there's a picture of Henry VIII where he's holding a turkey leg... Like, the mm. famous picture of him. That seems fake. Um, where he's just, like, holding a turkey leg. No. And I feel like maybe that's from a cartoon or something. Right. Well, because, I mean, his his time period is specifically the time of excess, so I feel like right. that's a weird edit someone saw. Like, that's a joke. It, it sounds familiar, but I don't... I don't think it's I would have... It's gotta be a joke. It's gotta be a joke, though, yeah. or something else. That has to be, like, a meme that nobody really broadcasts. <laughs> right. And so people think an it's old, real. An old meme, an old history joke. No, not even old. Like, I don't know. I mean, at least, like, from maybe the 90s, yeah, 80s. Yeah. Sure. Old-ish. 
But not like someone painted it that way. No. I don't think anyone painted it. <laughs> Although we have talked about painted memes before. Yeah. With what's his face? Yeah. It was my episode. I don't remember his name. He was like Earl of something. Earl of Bath. He just had his weird, like, sex dungeon cult. That oh, probably... I remember him. Yeah. I liked him. And they had, like, monkeys. It was funny. It was good. <laughs> they snuck in monkeys. Yeah, they had monkeys. Anyway, that's all I have to say about this weird man who may or may not have existed. That's it. That's all you get. I mean, he definitely existed here. I mean, this episode's long, so but, you got a lot. But where is here? You know? Who am I? But what what is here? Please email us. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, so let's talk about um, letters and other stuff. Yeah, we have a few business things to tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't know, business maybe isn't the right word. Professional. Sure. Um, so we were gone for a few weeks, if you've been keeping up with the podcast, um, because of, like, family emergency matters mm-hmm. um, that are, like, taken care of in the way that they no longer involve us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can no longer assist. Yes. Um, so they're still happening, I guess, just they aren't, like, so pertinent. Um, but everyone was has been very nice. Uh, like, our listens haven't gone way down, so thank you for still listening to old ones, maybe, we like I suggested. Such nice comments on our Facebook. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of nice comments from people on the posts that we made that were really sweet, that were just like, take your time, and like, oh, I hope you're doing well. And those were all really nice. Um, and we got a nice email from Maddie Walsh. Um, Maddie! Who, uh, should I read the whole thing? It's kind of long. Uh, yeah. Like, go for it. We can always, like, edit later. Okay, that's true. Uh, but it says, hi guys, hope everything is okay. I know you said you guys had a family emergency. Please take time out, recharge your batteries, and all your listeners are here for you. Very nice. Aww, you're the greatest. And Haley was like, we have listeners on us. <laughs> It's, and I'm like, yeah. It's still weird to think of it like that. No, yeah. I yeah. mean, because we have no real interaction with them besides <laughs> random emails and, like, Facebook messages. Right. You're as real to us sometimes as Chester Alan Arthur <laughs> was to me. But um, but all, all of our comments were on, like, kind of that side of things, and it yeah. was very nice. So thank you for being patient. Thank you. Um, and she said, also, thank you for the Bog Bodies episode, Archaeolo- archaeologists, 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 uh, get really jazzed by Bog Bodies. <laughs> and if you have the time, there's a video of a crazy woman who loves the Lindau man and starts stroking his hand and telling him he's not in pain That's anymore. so wild. It almost rivals another woman crying, crying about Richard III having a spinal issue. Honestly, there are some archaeologists who just really, really love dead people too much. It's a thing. I understand. Yeah. Like, I, there was one time I remember when I was in the temple, Mm -hmm. um, and it was really embarrassing, kind of, because we, we do, like, so after people die, we'll, like, do ordinance for them, like, to be baptized, so, like, Mm -hmm. a person will be baptized in name of the dead person, so that, like, that dead person could accept that in the next life or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we also do, like, marriages so that they're married in the next life. And then I thought about, um, I really love, um, Mary Queen of Scots and, uh, Francis, Mm -hmm. and then being married is very cute. Like, they were really young, um, but, like, all of Mary's letters to her mom about Francis are, like, just how he's the greatest man she's ever met, and it's Aww. so cute. 
Uh, and he was, like, really sick, you know? Yeah. At some point, I'll talk about them. But he was, like, really, really sick the whole time. Like, he almost can't walk because of, like, inbreeding and just, like, terrible <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, no. Which is surprising, actually, because mm-hmm. his mom wasn't from their people. Right. Uh, she was a, an import. But, uh... But I thought about, like, oh, and now Francis is, like, healed, right? Because he's, like, up there, and then they can be married, and now they can have kids because they couldn't have kids. And then I started crying in the temple because I was so excited for them. And I was like, people probably think I'm crying about my dead relatives. (laughs) And I'm crying about Mary, Queen of Scots, and King Francis. I'm crying about one of my historical OTPs. That's right. So I understand that. It's finally canon. (laughs) I was crying. <laughs> I almost cried today about uh, fictional characters, just because I realized one character I love, the reason I love him is he's exactly, to me, like a different character I love, and then that almost made me cry. Oh, wow. So, it, I, I kind of get it I'm with a crier. bog bodies. Like, if you can put butter in a bog and take it out years later and it's still edible, you can take a human out of a bog and, like, hold its hand. Sure. I think that's legit. Uh, and she said, also, thank you for mentioning the Great British Bake Off. I love that show. Yeah. It's an English tradition to sit and watch it with a cup of tea and some biscuits or, like, the English version of Little Debbie Cake. Yeah. And complain about how good the cakes are. I re-listened to the Morris episode, which I appreciate because that's one of my favorite episodes, mm-hmm. too. And not just because I did it. Um, and I can confirm there are essentially no amorous balconies <laughs> in Philadelphia. No. I used to live there, and my sister still does, so I made her go check. It's Which just <laughs> makes me think that you made your sister drive around and like Checking. with binoculars, yeah. <laughs> like that her beautiful. boyfriend's driving her around and she's like, "Hold on, hold on, go a little slower." Wait, wait, this pull one, over, this pull might, over. This one might be amorous. No, 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 it's not. Keep going, keep going. Wait, there's a focus. False stop. alarm. Focus <laughs> wait, there's a focus stop. <laughs> All the, yeah, her, she's an otaku also. Uh, and then it says, I, I love British Bake Off. It's what I watch with my grandmother all the time. It's like, oh, it's great. It's our, our beautiful soft. If you don't watch Great British Bake Off, you should. Especially right. if you're an American and you're only used to like really hardcore, like aggressive competitions. Yeah. Because they are so soft with each other. Every time someone goes home, everyone just like gathers and hugs each other. It's very nice. It's very cute. Also, like... I had to keep that clip in even though the audio was bad because mm-hmm. I had, like, messed up the microphone stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the reason I was talking about it was because of, it was about historical stuff. Right. And it was just about them, like, horribly failing at it. <laughs> and their stuff was still beautiful. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. And I'm sure it was delicious. I finally watched that episode and I was like, why are you making Mexican flavors? <laughs> I tell you. I was yelling at What's the screen. What's happening? I was screaming. But then the other guy did, like, all of, like, the game meets and all of, yeah, like, the... I'm like so smart. And, of course, he's, like, the guy who's not from there yeah. because no one in the country knows anything about the country. No, it was brilliant, though. Which is why I don't know who my presidents are. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know your Tudor history? Come on. Come on. And he's like, you I know. two famous time periods, right. Tudors and Victorian age. Get with it. But anyway, the end of her email says, once again, I hope everything is okay. And if no one has told you today, Alexis and Haley, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maddie. You're so sweet. And we love you to death. Thank you, everyone, for the messages. Yes. They were so nice. We love receiving them. Uh, And we got some new reviews, and most of them were nice. They were, yeah. They were all really good. Thank you, guys. There was only one that was negative, and basically it just said that we (laughs) We aren't very informative. (laughs) And, like, that's true. It's true, and it... I can't get mad at it when it's no, true. It's true. I'm like, that's that's the factual thing you said. But someone said that we are, like, drunk history. 
That made like, me feel so good. We're, like the drunk the history of the podcast, and then they put in parentheses. I, I don't, don't think they're actually drunk. <laughs> Hard to tell though. And to let you know, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I drank a Cascade Ice Strawberry Lemonade. I know. I drank I'm... some pink lemonade, and I got a water over here. I know. Our recording booth, as it is, uh, is way too small for one of us to be drunk when it happens. No. It would be nasty breathing on each other. would be knocked over. I don't drink at all, so no. it would be weird. I feel so bad, like, breathing booze breath on you. Gross. Please It'd never do so that. It'd be so nasty. Never do it. It's not fun if only one person's drunk. No, it's just annoying. It's like for it's both people. Weird and awkward if only one person's drunk. Yeah, because like the the drunk person's like, come on, do things with me, and then the other person's like, no, and so then no. the drunk person gets mad, and then the other person's just like, can you be normal and not gross and terrible? Nah, we don't need booze. We just do this in normal. But I have one more thing to talk about. Yeah. So I was looking at. Like the, you know, are you on the charts in the countries thing, right? Sure, like podcast charts? Yeah, we're signed up for some website that tells you if you get on the iTunes podcast charts. Cool. Um, and that was how we found out the other time that, that like, we were like 15 in Italy in like comedy. Italy liked us. Weird. Just so weird. Strange. I think it means... Italy just doesn't listen to podcasts. I think they don't listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. Could be true. And I looked up, I looked at it again, uh-huh. and we now are in three countries. Whoa, which ones? Including, so Italy. Italy. We were 15 in comedy. India. Whoa. We what? were number 100 in comedy. So quite low. Way to go. But still on the charts. <laughs> and there's so many people in India that that actually makes me feel good. Yeah, it's to pretty good. To be on 100. It's pretty good. Just that we made it on the chart. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they get this information. It might be false. Yeah. But I don't have any reason to not believe them. Strangely generated. Yes. And then the Philippines. Cool. We were 65 overall. Whoa. Overall? 65. Who are you people? Just in podcasts. Wow. And then 97 in comedy. Wow. What? That's I don't know. So weird. It's confusing. It's so weird. Apparently, I haven't looked at our stats enough recently, because last time yeah. I checked, it was like, uh, like, there's a lot of people in Japan, I guess. Well, it's but, it's different than listens, because right. it's like, like percentages. Percentages. Yeah. Which is why all the countries were... I'm assuming these countries don't have people who listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Like the Thank you is so much to people in those countries for right. listening to us. Because then we're like on a chart. Mm-hmm. And then like if we ever become... You know, like if we're ever like close to being like a cool thing that people want to pay us money for. We can be like, we've been on international charts. They're like, wow, it's so cool. It's like, yeah, we're like really hot in yeah. the Philippines. Like what... <laughs> In Italy, we were 15th. <laughs> what? That's really high. That's pretty high. In, in India, we were 100. Do you know how many people there are in India? It's a fourth of the world. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. It's a lot. Pretty good. It's a lot. So, uh, good job, listeners. So, thanks that's for listening. All, that's all you. In the foreign lands. The good Philippines, job. India, and Italy. Yeah. Uh, and everywhere else. Or possibly thank you, um, auto listen bots based in that, those countries. Sure. Good jobs. We're okay with bots. I don't know why you're doing it for us. You're not making money. Zero zero one zero one one zero one one zero zero. The humans are dead. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's probably a curse word. That's what always happens, you know, when you do it randomly. <laughs> that may have been enough to be like a letter. <laughs> it's like F. <laughs> F. The the meanest of all letters. 
Oh, wow. Anyway, this has been long, but we are happy to be back. We hope that you enjoyed that episode about someone who may or may not have been president in your timeline. Yeah. And learning about how nothing's real. Stay woke. Stay woke. Everything's made up. Everything's made. Everything is made up. Stay woke. Stay woke. That's a quote from Atlanta (laughs) that was made up. It's our favorite quote. It's the best. Lakeith is amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Well, bye. Bye. Bye, bye. See you later. Back on next week. Bye. I'm going to talk about something weird, probably. Bye-bye. Probably. Probably. Bye. 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 Bye.